everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Here we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and today I'll be talking with Dr. Rebecca Spencer about homeschooling with dyslexia and igniting your child's brain. I so appreciate Dr. Spencer's insights because as a highly decreed educator, she shares well-researched academic help. But when she found out that she couldn't teach her own child to read because of his learning difference, it all became personal. And she's able to offer incredible insights about learning differences, both as a mom and as an educator. This is a podcast you cannot afford to miss. But I also want to make sure that you know that this podcast is also posted on YouTube channel. So you'll want to be sure that you check that out if these resources and stuff make a lot of sense to you, if this is something you need, because you can watch as Dr. Spencer displays and explains the tools she used to help her own son overcome much as he's learned to read well over the past several years. Before we dive in today's podcast, though, I wanted to share a resource that has made a huge difference in my own family, and I know it will be transformational in yours as well. I've personally seen a focus on Thanksgiving fundamentally transform people I love as they turn their eyes upward and start seeing things as God does. My husband, David, has written a phenomenal resource that will walk you through 40 transformational days in the Psalms as you learn what Thanksgiving really is and how it will impact your life and relationships when you actively practice it day by day. I can't encourage you strongly enough to pick up a copy of the Transformed Journal Thanksgiving in the Psalms and make that part of your devotional time every day. You can buy them as a single copy, but we found that most people buy two to do as a couple, or they buy the family pack and use them for family devotions. God is doing great things through this resource, and I can't wait to hear how he'll use it in your family as well. You can learn more at transformjournals.com, so go check it out today. And now, won't you join me in welcoming Dr. Rebecca Spencer to the podcast. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another edition of the Homeschooling Families podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad that you are here today. We are joined by Dr. Rebecca Spencer, who has some amazing resources and a ton of very personal insight about um, dyslexia and other um, special learning challenges or opportunities that our children face. And I'm, I'm very excited for you to hear her story today um, and then to learn some ways that she has found to really help you navigate and approach those learning disabilities to help your child succeed and gain the confidence that they need to move forward. So Dr. Spencer, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, thank you for having me today. I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to help families Um, and moms that might be going through a struggle with a struggling learner who might have dyslexia um, specifically. And um, we also work with children who have ADD, ADHD, autism, and other spectrum kinds of disorders. Awesome. Well, before we dive in, we were talking beforehand about the fact that, that, you know, sometimes it's kind of hard to 
to navigate your way. And, and you even kind of alluded to it as you were telling me your story. Can you tell us all your story? Um, because I think that, that the way that the Lord has led your family is so pertinent. And I think we'll give a lot of hope to those who've also found themselves in this position with their children. Absolutely. Yes. So um, this is my 19th year in education. And um, my husband and I waited for seven years, maybe not by choice, to have our first child. And I was teaching in the public sector at that time. And I have taught in all grade levels except for the upper high school levels, including college and um, reading 420 at the State University here in Missouri. And um, so I was able to teach hundreds of kids how to read. And uh, at that time, and just really flourishing in my career, loved teaching. I know God has gifted me with, um, with the gift of teaching, and I just love it. I remember um, receiving my very first paycheck ever whenever I was like 22 years old. So walked in, gave me this envelope. I had no idea what it was. And when I opened it, um, I thought to myself, I can't believe they're paying me to do this. I love this. So I know that it's my God-given um, gift, and I'm just so passionate about it. Um, but after my husband and I um, had our first son, the Lord called us back to our home area, and we did not have, um, I honestly didn't really consider homeschooling at this time. Um, I think the Lord maybe hid that for a moment um, because he led us to start a Christian school, a little hmm. homeschool flash. It's like a hybrid model in our okay. in our. And so he led us to start that. And so we started that. Um, but through the journey of homeschooling, um, we, uh, our oldest son was, was um, very easy. He was a reader at the age of three. And um, we, you know, thought we had this parenting thing down. And as an educator um, uh, in a specialist degree and a doctorate degree and all of this, um, thought, well, you know, we're good. We, we can handle this. Then our second son was born. And he um, was, he was a 10 pound baby Wow! and his clavicle at birth. Now this wouldn't come into play until later, whenever I began to struggle with him academically with reading specifically, mm. he did break his clavicle at birth and um, it was a very traumatic birthing experience. Um, and then when, and he um, did not, he started walking at nine months. And I didn't think anything about it because my mom said I had started walking at nine months and he wanted to follow his big brother around everywhere. So he barely crawled hmm. later I learned that he did not integrate his primitive reflexes, um, his atner and his STNR reflex. And, um, but there's a series of other reflexes that were tested and he didn't have those integrated and the broken clavicle was also a hindrance for the integrated of those, which those are found in the base of the brainstem and oftentimes prevents higher level learning like reading and comprehension to occur. So as we, as he's growing and we begin starting to learn our letters and our sounds, I find myself trying to teach him how to read. And I go through all of the, um, you know, I've researched on how to read. And I didn't think it would be an issue teaching my child how to read, having taught hundreds of kids how to do this. But I found myself in tears every single day. Some days were worse than others. There were days when I would call my husband at work 
and um, it's very emotional for me. Um, mm-hmm. about it. But I would call him at work and say that um, we're going to have to find someone to educate our child. I cannot do this. Um, uh, I'm a terrible mother, and um, I have all of this education, and I can't teach my own child. I feel like a complete failure. And I would be so frustrated that I would teach him like what the CH sound was and have a picture card to go with that. And I was beating my head against the laws, teaching him the same thing every single day. And I was trying to do everything I had learned in school and how to teach him how to read. Um, But it wasn't working. So um, we began to, I just got on my knees and reading scripture and um, I just, the Lord revealed it. That's really the only thing. Like it wasn't anything that I, I, that I did. The Lord revealed it because, um, he led me to investigate, um, and to try to figure out what was going on. So I figured out that I pieced it all together. I figured out that he did not integrate his primitive reflexes. Yeah. The broken clavicle was part of that. Um, it's not something that typically at your pediatrician, they check for, I didn't know to ask for them to check to see if he had his primitive reflexes integrated. I did not know that. Um, now I encourage moms to please ask your pediatrician to check to see if the child does have the primitive reflexes integrated. So after I figured out that he didn't have those integrated, I started taking more classes. I started taking dyslexia classes and um, brain balance classes, and I was very blessed in my public sector teaching before I had children, um, that we actually did learn of this. Again, as I reflect back, that was God's will here in that district because they were starting to do primitive reflexes and brain balance exercises. I did not know that at the time that this was going to come to play in my own life. Um, but I pieced it together and uh, pulled different resources. And even though I pulled all these different resources because there are so many out there and they're really, really good, um, I would spend hundreds of dollars on curriculum and, you know, to, it it just, nothing really worked really greatly for us long-term. So the curriculum is good, but until I actually got the primitive reflexes integrated with him and started doing exercises with him is whenever I started to see a change. And not only that, but um, he's very outdoorsy and loves animals and he raises beagle dogs for his rabbit hunting. And so I did something that was relatable to him. And so um, he's just such an animal lover. So we created together, he actually helped me do this. We created um, a rocket dog beagle series of different exercises to do that we were already doing. So it's not like it's a new invention, but it actually came from the heart of a mom and a young learner struggling together. Mm. I think that's relatable. So how old, how old was your son when you all actually started formulating and, and taking these principles that, that you had known and kind of making them more relatable to him? About what age was he when that all happened? Yes, great question. He was in third grade. Okay. Now sixth grade. And he is reading, uh, we just did an assessment on him and it is, uh, you know, and I always tell parents, you know, your kids best. So I always, always say, we don't want to rely on a solely on a standardized assessment right. because it may or may not be accurate, but the last one that we did was actually, um, at sixth grade. And so that is huge. Yay. Success. 
It really is. Now, here's the thing, though. Um, along with dyslexia comes auditory processing disorder most of the time. I won't say all the time, mm-hmm. but the time there's some type of an auditory processing disorder. And so I also figured out that I would give him a series of instructions and he was able to do part of that series. And it wasn't because he was being disobedient, um, because that's another thing in our home is we really want our children to learn obedience. And I was struggling with that. Like, why is this child being so defiant? Well, it, he wasn't being defiant. He just didn't understand everything that I was saying. And so we hit that turning point in about third grade. This is whenever we started getting all of these um, integrations and actually starting to see headway. And um, a lot of times with the curriculum, some of the texts that go along with it is um, maybe less than interesting to <laughs> And so finding texts, and to be honest, Leslie, I found very old texts that were used back in the 30s. Wow. That appealing to him. One particular was about a horse and a little boy. Um, and so I had to find something, even though, I mean, the pages were tattered. I went to a thrift store, the pages were tattered, and that's what he picked out. And hmm. so I said, I don't, we're going to just abandon the books that came with the curriculum, and we're going to read this. That's whenever he started, that's when he was inspired. He he was able to actually take the tools that I was teaching him now and be able to decode. It made sense to him finally. But even now, like this last summer, for example, um, he developed a little bit of a stutter, Hmm. but able to come to me and say, you know, mom, I'm kind of stuttering a little bit. And it was, I wasn't um, shocked. I I knew that this would probably happen. I knew now that since I had these tools in my tool belt, I knew that the brain was going to continue to grow and build more, um, you know, more dendrites and uh, the neurons would become more healthy. And Mm -hmm. so that would throw it off a little bit. Um, So I wasn't surprised. So all we did, A, number one, a success was he was able to come to me and say, to communicate. Yeah. Um, I'm, I have a stutter. He would never have been able to do That's that. That's awesome. The second thing is that he didn't feel um, inferior. He didn't feel like of him. He had the confidence to say that. And then he knew that I had the tools to help him. And so mm. we just did some of the brain exercises. Um, and within a week, the stutter is gone. He's not stuttering now. So, um, but, he, but it's not like a one- it's not a one and done kind of a right. thing to encourage moms is that um, I meet with so many moms that have spent thousands of dollars on therapies and every state is different, what they pay for, what insurance pays for, all these different things. So I think at Cherish Children Ministries, our main goal is to equip moms, to equip teachers, to equip educators with what they need so that they have the power, so that they have the tools, so that they can have this organized set of files and resources readily at their fingertips where they can say, oh, you know what? I remember learning about this with Dr. Mm. I'm going to pull this tool out and use this right now. Um, And the other thing is sometimes uh, moms get frustrated because sometimes the exercises are hard and they are, but the only way they become um, a little bit, the only way they can overcome that is by doing them. Yeah. So practice and, and continuing, it's a lifestyle change. Um, 
And so unless one of your, um, in an upcoming series, I think I actually did a lesson on nutrition and um, that's a lesson. I saw that. Yeah. (laughs) It's a, it's so big, Um, but it's just our culture. You know, our culture, it's so easy um, to, to fall into the the trap that we don't even know we're falling into with, with our foods. And so being conscientious of that and um, not letting moms feel like they're a failure because they messed up and gave their kid a processed cookie. You know, we don't want anybody to feel like they're a failure because um, we, we all do that. You know, um, we all, it's a, it's just a lifestyle change. So I don't want Mm -hmm. anybody bad if they have done that or are doing that. That's okay. You know, I still, my kids eat cookies too. So, um, but it's just a lifestyle change where it's not like a constant. Right. 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 And keying into each of these little things will mm-hmm. incrementally, uh, you know, work together and affect the change that you're looking for. Um, you, you were telling me, <clears throat> excuse me, you were telling me beforehand that there were really kind of seven steps or seven ideas, seven tips that you could share that were really actionable and that you actually have resources to help facilitate. Can you tell us about that? Um, You know, what are those seven? Because I'm sure that there are moms out there, just give me something, give me, you know, something that I can go hunt down or whatever. Um, And and you've hunted it down. You've done this and put it all together. So what are those seven things that that would really be helpful for for these kids and these moms as they're trying to, or or dads, as they're trying to impact the lives of their children and teach them? Yes. Um, So I, first of all, we put together a a five-part lesson plan, and um, it can be found over on the website. If anybody watching, listening, or that goes to your next conference uses the code, all capital letters, CHERRY21, they'll get 20% off of all products. Now, the, awesome. Yes, the five-part lesson plan is, um, if you can, if, if somebody is listening today, and if you can start the five-part lesson plan today, it's over on the website. It's like 40 six dollars or something like that it comes it's it gives you details on every step to take and also comes with a couple pieces of the seven i'm going to give you today um it comes with the brain exercises and i just printed off a copy of these it comes with a copy of the brain exercises and then it comes with the primitive reflexes cool um i believe it comes with the sensory motor exercises as well and that's in the five-part lesson plan. And the five steps in the lesson plan, of course, we talk about pre-reading and then reading. Um, we talk about right brain spelling, and we talk about decoding um, systematic phonics, things like that, and how to do it, how many minutes to do it, what tools that you need, what materials that you need in, mm-hmm. in the curriculum that you have right now so you don't have to go out and buy something new. We really try to help parents save their dollars and use the things that they, that they already have. Awesome. Um, but in addition to that, the seven things that we talk about are doing the brain exercises, the brain exercises with rocket dog, with your child, just for like five minutes every day. Okay. So that's one thing you can do. Another thing that you can do is, Check your child to see if they have the primitive reflexes integrated. And in each of our little books, we have a checklist for you. And it tells you what um, 
It tells you what you should be looking for. And then it also shows you how Rocket Dog does these exercises. Cool. So it'll get here of Rocket Dog and how to actually do the exercises. We do have a YouTube channel on how to do these as well. And then they're all included in our course, Struggling Learner to Thriving Achiever. And that course is already marked down for Teach Them Diligently. It'll be marked down until December 1st. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. And so Rocket Dog takes you through each of those primitive reflexes. So that's, that's another step. So that would be um, the second step. And then we have vision and directionality. You'll want to do these with your child as well. A lot of times what we see is kiddos struggle with tracking. And um, parents will say, well, I've taken my child to the optometrist. They have 20-20 vision, and so they don't have a vision problem. And while that might be true, they might just be struggling with convergence or divergence, and they might be struggling with just some tracking. And so hmm. these exercises are for that child that might be struggling with tracking. You might have, you might have seen a child that would write, um, like if you have lined paper, you may have seen a child write like, half of the letters above the line and then the rest below the line, like they're not really staying on the line. Yeah. They're not packing accurately. So of course they're going to struggle with reading. Um, hmm. We have a series of arrows in this little book. And what I do with this one, these are the big arrows. And I would um, have the child uh, follow my finger and point, have the child point in the direction that the arrows are pointing and if they can do that then they go to a series of a little bit smaller arrows and then they go to even smaller arrows and then there's different exercises to do in here with rocket dog to help with convergence divergence tracking and any other kind of directionality or vision that's really yeah that's really cool and if just to those that are listening if you're listening to this via the podcast make sure you click over to our youtube channel and you can see dr uh, rebecca is actually holding up um, the book and showing you what's inside and how those exercises work so if this is something that's really resonating with you click over to youtube and watch this on video so that you can actually see what she's talking about it'll be really helpful yes and in addition to that, we have sensory motor exercises. Um, this is another step that you can do in your day. Even if you did one out of each little book a day, it'll take you 15 minutes and it will be helpful. Um, the sensory motor encompasses left hemisphere and right hemisphere brain stimulation. And it gives you details on, um, if they go over to the website, Cherish Children Ministries, they can grab... Um, if they sign up for, there's a free mini video series, um, they will get uh, an email that has some links in it. It'll have the four part, I think it's a three part mini video series with a bonus fourth video. Nice. And, and they also get downloads that has um, checklists for right and left brain hemispheres that they can do with their child. And so that they can determine which of the sensory exercises they need to do because Olfactory is different than tactile, mm. and colors matter for the different sides of the brain. There's a plethora of information. I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but there's so much in here that if you do the um, mini video series, it will tell you a little bit about this. And this is all over in the Struggling Learner to Thriving Achiever course step-by-step too. But there are different scents. Help stimulate. Wow. 
hemispheres of the brain. And so we take you through all of that. Um, so we don't want anyone to be overwhelmed. But one thing in this little book that I do want to tell you is we all learned the five senses in school, but we probably didn't, at least I didn't learn about proprioception and the vestibular sense. And so if you have kiddos that get car sick or can't right. really and they just get so terribly sick. It could be that they don't know where they are in space. And there are exercises that you can do to help with that. And that also brain stimulation. So it also helps with their reading too, once we get them um, balanced. It's part of the brain balance. So cool. It's very uh, enlightening. It's- yes. <laughs> it's it's exciting too. I. it's just very exciting to get information like this. And, and honestly, if you're not watching the YouTube, you really need to slip over there because you can tell she is a teacher. The way that she's holding up and showing this is so professional and so well done. It's, it's just different. Most people are like, you know, fumbling with it and, and you are really, really good at just demonstrating the concepts that you're talking about. And that is, that is awesome. So Thank you for, for sharing. So, so keep going. I hated to interrupt you, but it really is cool what you're talking about. Well, thank you so much. Um, this is a tactile assessment. And what we would do with this assessment is that we would take the child's hand and we would hold out their hand. And it's not just assessment. It's an exercise. Whenever I say assessment, if we find a child is weak in that assessment, how do we remedy that? Well, we do the exercise for that. Mm. Makes sense. So assessment, they're weak in that, do that same thing as the exercise. Um, so I would hold out their, the palm of their hand and I would draw the picture like a circle and I would ask them if they could tell what that shape was. Sometimes mm. kids can't. Oftentimes they'll get confused with a triangle versus a square and this would be for younger learners. But for your older learners, like for my third grader or my sixth grader, I would go to the next page and I would do something more like this. Ah, complex, way more complex. And I would have them get a piece of paper now and I would have them draw what they see. Hmm. And this is a visual processing. Okay. They're going to have to visually process what they see and get it down on paper. And most of the time they're not going to be able to do this, but how do we remedy it? Well, we practice it. So that, those are some of the things in the, um, the sensory motor exercises. And these are all digital downloads. They're a lot cheaper. I shouldn't say a lot cheaper, but they are cheaper than the tangible copy. Okay. Tangible copy. Um, there's copies over in the shop. And then, of course, they can find them on Amazon or any place. Okay. Awesome. Um, so that's, a, that's one, two, three, four, four things you can do. And then we have sound discrimination and auditory processing. And these are eye-opening for parents um, because most of the time our dyslexics also have an auditory processing disorder. Again, there's a checklist and a chart within this book you can see for yourself and see if your child might have an auditory processing issue. And... This is what this is what the pages look like. So Chewy and Rascal are Rocket Dog's friends, and they really are. They're my son's little critters, um, <laughs> stuffed critters, not real critters. Um, 
But what we've done is we have taken all of our studies, all of my studies that I've done, taking them to where they make meaning for my child. So if they make wow. meaning for child, I'm hoping they're going to make meaning for others. Exactly. Right. So a dear friend of mine is a wonderful art artist. She drew all of these pictures for me. They are um, completely hand-drawn. So they're very unique in and of themselves. I think they're beautiful. So we have this worm in this apple. And so what I would say to the child is I would say, okay, I would like for you, I would hold, I would look at this, I would look at this, the page and I'd let the child look at the picture, but I want to show you so you see what I'm saying. Yep. I would say, okay, um, all right, buddy, I need you to tell me which two words by looking at this picture, which two words have the same beginning sound? Hmm. And I would say, bug, <clears throat> dim, bow, worm. Most of the time, they will not get it correctly. They're thinking of something that might be rhyming, or they may just not have any concept of it whatsoever. So we obviously want them to say bug and bow. And those do not rhyme. After that, I will say, okay, now let's change it and tell me which two words have the same ending sound. Notice mm. I'm saying rhyming, although they might rhyme, but I'm not asking you to listen for the rhyming sound. I'm asking you to listen for the same ending sound. So I want to know which two words have the same ending sound. And where do you find the ending sound, buddy? At the end. So let's listen for the end of the sound. So we're going to say bug, stem, bow, worm. So obviously stem and worm are what we're looking for. Again, most of the time they probably won't get it, um, but they're going to try. And you just keep practicing these. And they, we have a series of these pictures in here. Hmm. Elephant. Um, but lots of different pictures. There's some early learner cards in here, and there's some there are some activities for kids that might be a little bit higher level too. Okay. Um, okay. So there might be a series of two versus there might be a set of two instead of a set of one. Gotcha. Or have the same beginning sound. In addition to auditory processing, these are auditory processing fun games. And I these. This is the seventh. The seventh. Okay. Set. So if your child goes through the brain exercises, maybe just one a day, okay? Because there's like 30 pages in each of these books. So don't feel like you need to get 30 pages in each of the books done every day. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, just do one or two a day, okay? Um, and after you do that, these are really fun. These are the kids' favorite. Mm. These are auditory processing too. And again, there is a little assessment in here that you can give your child to see if they might need this. And I have some fun pictures that my friend um, illustrated for me. And we have, can you guess in 10 clues? So Rocket Dog is saying he wants you to look at the picture and he wants you to give the clues to the child. So they're going to look at the picture and they're going to get a series of clues so the child can check it off. For example, I am not hanging upside down. I'm not a hat. I'm not standing on a box, okay, until they get to the, and by the 10th clue, they should know which character that it is, and they have a lot of fun with it, like, that's a fun game, and they want to do more, so I'm probably going to make another set of these, because the kids do love them so much, um, so I did want to share, though, in the brain exercises, one of the things, um, if you can't 
get anything else. If you, if you have a takeaway and you can only get one thing off the website with the Cherish 21 code, get the brain exercises. Okay. The, the brain exercises are going to encompass a little bit of everything. They're going to encompass a little bit of uh, figure ground discrimination. Um, they'll have some exercise. They won't have the primitive reflexes in there, but they'll have an exercise in there that says, um, like to have a child get out a piece of paper and you give them a series of directions. So for example, draw a square in the middle of your paper and then draw a circle in the top right-hand corner. So they're having to listen and then they're having to do it. So these are also auditory processing. And then draw a small square at the bottom right-hand corner. So there's a series of steps for them to do, and they have a lot of fun with it. Um, the other thing that's a freebie, and I think I gave it to you, Leslie, was the writing eight ABCs exercise. Yes. And um, that is a freebie if they just click that link. And it's also if they decide to get the um, daily lesson plan with Pocket Dog, it's in there too. Oh, cool. There are seven things that you can do every day the lesson plan, the daily lesson plan, and the daily lesson plan has these seven steps to do in here. Well, well, and I love the fact that you have really broken this down into manageable and understandable things to do. It's not, you're not, you know, giving, opening the internet and giving them the world. You have actually synthesized this down and um, that, that is just so helpful. And, and I hope that many, many, uh, will go check this out. Um, and we'll give all the links there for sure, because I, it's really, really cool. Um, so we're almost out of time here, but before we go, can you tell everybody, even though I'm going to link to it, but tell everybody where they can find you. Um, and then, um, I know you have, you contributed to the Homeschool Family Conference. That is a virtual conference that's going on, um, hoping that we will see you live and in person uh, through the season. Um, but I'm just really, really excited about all of these things that you have to offer. So where can we find you and connect with you? Well, thank you for asking. Um, yes. So you can go to the website, cherishchildrenministries.org. And all of our resources are over there and you can learn all about me and my story. If you're even interested, mm -hmm. all the resources we talked about today over there, if you click on the courses section, it will take you over to the classes that we offer. And, um, everything I talked about today is over there in those classes and struggling learner to thriving achiever class. And we also offer a class called help camp at child hear me. It's all about auditory processing. Um, and then also I will be with Leslie um, the next week at the family conference. And then we will be at the Teach Them Diligently at Pigeon Ford in May. So we'll be there as well. Um, Very good. I'm always available for email. If you need to reach out to me personally, we can schedule a time where I can work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Um, so if you need that, let me know. Um, I am homeschooling through my own kids. So I always say if you would give me 24 hours, it'd <laughs> be great. Um, I have no idea why it's quiet in my house right now. They're all in their rooms doing their homeschool. So at least I hope they are. So. That's right. That's right. Or, you know, fighting battles in their head, which I found my boys did an awful lot of when they were supposed to be doing homeschool. They were, you know, doing all kinds of boy stuff in their imagination, which also has a place. So, um, so yeah, well, 
Rebecca, thank you so much for joining us today. This was fascinating. I am really excited to see you in Pigeon Forge and get to know you better. Um, and I'm probably going to get a sneak preview of that nutrition uh, session because um, when I was when I was proofing the this family summit last night, I'm like, oh, that's one that I have to dive into. So very eager to do that. So thank you again for joining us today. Yes, thank you, Leslie. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And to everybody else, I hope this has been really, really eye-opening. I hope that you have found tips that give you hope, that encourage your heart that there is a way forward through this and that you and your child can be successful together. Go check out Dr. Spencer's um, materials at Cherish Children's Ministries. Uh, the website is fantastic. They have so many blogs and great information for you. So go check that out. We've got the link here in the, the show notes. Um, and then I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.